What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm Michaela, And we are so happy to welcome you here into our car today. I'm in the driver's seat. Michaela is our passenger princess because she's feeling a little eepy. And, <laughs> and I feel great. Wait, okay. What is the actual definition of eepy? It's just a cute way to say sleepy, even though sleepy is already really cute. Okay, it is. Okay, that makes sense. I thought it was more like heebie-jeebie, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. kind of like a spooked out a little bit. I don't know. But that makes sense. It's just sleepy but cuter. Yeah, like you're right that it sounds spooked out, mm-hmm. but it's just it's just sleepy. And, I'm, and she's eepy. And last time I was eepy, so... You know, that's why um, two people don't have to drive at once. You know, it's a beautiful thing about cars. Mm-hmm, that's a good point. And we're very excited because we have been every week we've been like, and thank you to our birthday pigs. And then we list the exact same two names every week, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden we're going to have five birthday pigs to share with you. And I can't tell you just how much it means to us. Like we said this on our bonus episode, but like anyone who supports us, we really notice and like care so much and appreciate it. Like in any way, by Mm -hmm. the way, like even just like getting a DM that was like, oh my God, I laughed at this or oh my God, I read that book too. Like that. We discuss it. Like we're like, oh my God, look, (laughs) this person. Oh my gosh. We had someone DM us who was like, I work or in STEM or something similar, some kind of science. They work in science and they were like, I love when you talk about science. And we were like, oh my God, they love when we talk about science. We had someone say, we love your fun facts. And I was like, I know. (laughs) I knew you did. But we do. We do really appreciate it. But we are excited about our new birthday pigs. And, you know, another cool way, maybe if you're you're not a, a person who's like... You know what? That birthday pig tier, it's just not for me. If mm-hmm. you wanted to leave us a nice review, a five-star review, yes. perhaps we could read your name. And if you had, you know, something specific you wanted us to sh- say, you can put that in the review yeah. and we'll say it about Super you. Super easy, free way to help us out. Like, we appreciate it so much. And we haven't mentioned it in a while, I feel. Like, giving us some reviews, we I would love it if you I mentioned it, like, could. one time. Yeah, like, ever. <laughs> so, huge for us We're would not, be. yeah, it's... <laughs> Listen, one thing, and like, I hate to be like, an influencer, it's like really hard job. Um, but like, it is like self-promotion is really hard. Like yeah. self-promotion, and it literally feels, when I'm asking people to like support me, it feels like I am like, a, a, like I don't know how to explain this, but I am like the court jester being like, please, my lord, <laughs> a crumb, <laughs> a crumb of a like. Like, I, it's so it embarrassing like it feels so bad yeah it does feel that way and then sometimes people will reinforce that because even just like having subscriptions as an option on my twitter i'll get like dms from people being like i can't believe that you're trying to make money off of people or just like you know and i'm like "Ooh, ah, this is how we make money (laughs) this is our job um or even doing sponsored posts sometimes is funny like oh my god there's nothing wrong with doing a sponsored post but it's so funny how many <clears throat> men get like really butthurt and weird about it they're like wow how embarrassing that you're doing a post for money like your job yeah. is infinitely more embarrassing what computer mm. you know like we all have to do things that maybe we don't love so much that's how capitalism works you have to make money whether yeah. you like it or not and so like it's all embarrassing but you know what um we're gonna try to be a little better about thanking you for your support and also asking for it. Yeah, that's beautiful, I think. Because you've even been talking about recently um, wanting to become, or not become, but like be more of an influencer again. What do, what do you mean by that? 
Well, I just feel like I've been really like in the last couple years, I got a little, I would say complacent, but part of it was like a feeling of not wanting to put myself out there in any way other than what I'd already done. So Mm -hmm. like doing a podcast is comfortable for me. Tweeting is comfortable for me. Making like silly Instagram stories is comfortable for me. But reality wise, like this is my job and I can't just do the things that I think are comfortable and like easy for me. Like you do have to push yourself. And again, like it's silly to talk about pushing yourself when you're talking about like making TikToks. to video. (laughs) Literally, but pivoting to video and it's like, it's a different thing. I didn't, I didn't come into a media, like when I started my career, like video was less important in like the landscape and Mm now video is so important and like I've, I have, I just have to do it and like it's hard, but like I enjoy talking about things on camera. So Mm -hmm. I just might as well fucking really do it. And yeah, it's, but it is embarrassing. Like starting from scratch is it feels embarrassing, especially like we've been in this space for so long that right. sometimes it feels like pay attention to me here too. That, like, like, hey, I, mm-hmm. I want to be on here also. And like, yeah, no, absolutely. I think I needed to hear that. Like, I really <laughs> have been going back and forth and like wanting to make videos and like knowing that that's where a lot of people are now. Like, not as many people yeah. are on Twitter anymore, and not as many people care about watching my story if they want to see anything of value on my Instagram. You know, like, <laughs> but it is a yeah, it is our job technically. So, I think it kind of goes back to when I talked about this a little bit in our um, advice column for July on our yeah. Patreon. Um, like starting those new habits for stuff because doing Mm. anything like that, like, I don't know, this might not be relatable for a lot of people, but like tweeting is a very specific um, type of content and and voice and like the punchline placement is specific as opposed to like a video Mm -hmm. where you need to draw it out longer and like you need to make other things interesting. So you get so set in these ways of like being funny that it's hard to wrap your brain around doing it in a different way which I feel like could apply to a lot of different jobs or like just hobbies I guess um so it's more about just like doing it because our brains can do it of course they can and it's also that failure is really scary like it's a scary idea that like I was really good at Twitter and what if I just suck at TikTok or Twitch or like whatever it is that I'm doing Mm -hmm. like I found a niche of people who are always gonna like like those tweets like I know how to get likes and I know how to get like validation on one platform and then when you start a new platform and it's like well I have um one twentieth of the followers on TikTok you Mm -hmm. know and it's just a different app and like there is something that feels this is like such champagne problems but it does feel it feels a little like embarrassing or something like totally you have to like really build something from the bottom when maybe I haven't been used to having to build something from scratch in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. And it's like, hey, kids, I can be here too. remember me. (laughs) Also, I'm 27. Like, I feel I know that TikTok is like not a children's app anymore. No, everyone's using it. But at the same time, I do kind of feel like what's up, fellow kids? Like, hey, I'm young. That's actually <laughs> something I like about TikTok, though, is like there are elderly creators on there who I love their content. <laughs> I think like this goes back to just aging in general is the people around you whose opinions matter to you and like who you're dating age with you. So there's really never yeah. going to be a time where like you're just surrounded by people younger than you feeling lame and old because all of your friends are also going through the years. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you know, it's really cool too as as we've gotten older, I feel like I've noticed the uh, my audience and I'm sure you've noticed your audience mm-hmm. like growing up with me like yeah I, that's been cool to see that like I know that like a lot of people were in college when they started following me and then um you know now they're like entering the workforce or they're young adults or they're mm. like oh my god I'm 23 what is it really like like why do I feel so insane at this point in my life and like knowing that I've gotten older but my audience has not stayed the same age like yeah, exactly. they've gotten older with me and their interests and their like vibes have changed with me and I just think that's cool that we get to grow up together. Oh my god, yeah, it used to be so much like college content and then a little bit of even like high school advice and stuff like that, which of course will always like yeah. will always <laughs> have stuff like that but definitely not as much. It's, it's definitely It's not a, it's not a focus. Yeah. But I think about that a lot because I think like there was a, a pivot point for me in my career where mm-hmm. I know that I I really could have stayed in the same niche and stayed on the same path um, and not really like tried to grow the person that I was because it's easier to um, it was easy to make like sorority content, college mm-hmm. drinking, partying boys content. It's it's not as easy to be like vulnerable about my life and like mm-hmm. what like what I really care about, you know, which is not to say that people who make that content are like less than or anything like that. It's no. just that I wanted to be able to grow up. Um, and it's kind of funny, like a big part of leaving Barstool was like I didn't feel like I had room to grow up. Like I didn't yeah. feel like I was allowed to leave the niche that I was in mm-hmm. and that uh, I just didn't want to get stuck, you know? Absolutely. people do. People get stuck. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it would be hard for us to have anyone who sticks with us for very long. If we just talked about mm. being in a sorority for 10 years, like no one's going to find that relevant for longer than a couple years. <laughs> Dude, I literally also, so at my parents' house are like all my old t-shirts and stuff that I like don't wear anymore or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I accidentally brought one home. I don't know why it feels horrifying and humiliating, but I was just like throwing on a t-shirt after my shower and I was like, oh my God, this has sorority letters on it. I am 27 years old. Like it was, it feels so embarrassing. I feel like when we went to college, sororities were a lot cooler than it is now like I don't think they were cool even then it's just like what you did but I feel like there's well yeah I don't think it was like cool but I think like now it's more cringy to be I don't know maybe that's just because I'm out of it of course it it is but I feel like there's more (laughs) videos like making fun of sororities and like content about that but I could be just like totally out of touch and like didn't see it when I was in it and now I do No, I don't think that it's that you're out of touch. I really think it comes down to what it always comes down to, which is that like when when there's documented evidence of women enjoying something, yeah. <laughs> the world has to be like, and actually this is cringe. And I'm not saying sorority culture isn't cringe. I was in one. I can tell you it kind of was. Mm-hmm. But also like, whatever, it was silly goofy. I made so many good friends. <laughs> I made two friends well, and that's cool. I made, okay, I made one friend who will last forever and then I made friends who were great for college. <laughs> you know what? I, and and that is true. For what I needed at that time, it was, I can't even really <laughs> No, your, your experience but, was bad. Let's be real. Your experience <laughs> was, was bad, but. <laughs> but I don't think it was bad because I was in a sorority. I think it was just bad because that's what was going to happen. Yeah, you guys should DM us and be like, hey, where's the video content, queens? You said you were going to be pivoting to video, queen. <laughs> we'll I'd still be posting hear... on Twitter. Like, let's be real. Oh, <laughs> Always till we die. Stop. 
I need that. I need those sweet, sweet Twitter likes, even if it, they're going to become X's or whatever the fuck. Oh, my God. I don't care. My ass is, it's literally like the Sears Tower for me. Like, I'm never calling it X, you know? It's Twitter. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that thing where you can manually change the picture and the name of the app. Like, if you go into your settings, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, some Slay Queens don't have um, automatic updates, so it will never change. Because oh, I'm never going to update it. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel like he's going to be like Trixie, though, and do something where you have to update it. We'll see. He's pretty fucking stupid, so I doubt it. <laughs> well, apparently that like big giant X above the Twitter building is across from a lot of elderly people's. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny, but it's like he's just such a fucking genius. Dunce. There's oh. no other way to say it. He should be in a corner in a big cone hat that just says dunce. He that's t- his. That's his place in society. He took our home. He took our family. <laughs> he took. And for what? Literally for what? I'm just, you know what? But it's really funny because it really reminds me. And I said this at the time when he bought Twitter. It reminds me of Tumblr and Yahoo's acquisition of Tumblr Mm -hmm. and sort of what happened there, except instead of Tumblr ruining it for itself, like the people on the app sort of rebelling and ruining it. It's just it's just Elon Musk ruining it. I don't know if you know this. Tumblr was purchased I believe for like $12 billion by Yahoo. Um, mm-hmm. And it had it was eventually sold for like $100 million or something. Or yeah. something even less than that. Like it lost all of its value because it just wasn't that valuable of an asset. Meanwhile, Twitter actually is a valuable asset, but now it's lost all of its value because Elon Musk is such a fucking idiot. And <laughs> I hope he has to sell it for like $3. Like, and I'll buy it. Can we just like get everyone to pool? Actually, no. Even if everyone we know pooled together all the money they have, we probably couldn't buy it. But we- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think eventually it'll come down to $100,000 and we can do that. We can raise that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if it comes down to a reasonable amount, we could crowd, crowdfund that shit, maybe. <laughs> Would you guys be down? We could make it really fun. <laughs> I think we'd be really good at running Twitter because I would just make it go back to the way that it was before. <laughs> That would actually be such a like fun second half of life job for us. Not that now okay. is our second half <laughs> of life. Like, what? But like imagine if we turn 40 one day or 50 one day and then we like I'm sure we will. But we make a social media app and we just run it and it's fun. Would you do it with me? Yes, if if we turn, you know, 40 50 one day and we're looking for a second career change. Uh, yeah we'll do (laughs) a second career change after pivoting to video (laughs) oh god no it's okay it's just also one more thing about pivoting to video is like you actually have to like have to like look presentable (laughs) all the time and that's the hardest part also I don't like what having like okay I put makeup on maybe once a week because I don't leave my house very much Mm -hmm. and when I do it multiple times a week I can like feel my skin suffering the consequences so I'm I also feel like I look uglier when I wear makeup more often. Right, right. I think that's true. I think that's true. Because I feel like my under eyes like dry out more and like, I don't, I don't know. It's it's silly. <laughs> I, I just believe that the key to being beautiful is being like inspiringly hideous huh? for like four days out of oh, the week, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like you, you really have to like stew in your own like ugly juices okay <laughs> in order to come out a beautiful butterfly like if i'm going out on the weekend i'm gonna feel so much prettier if i spent like two days before that yeah um no makeup like 
a body shower, like just like a little grungy, a little gross, wearing sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. But I think that's true. I definitely think that's true because it would be it would be really stressful on just my whole body if every single day I was doing all that, which like amazing to those who do. But I just feel like for me, it just makes like I can never get the get it totally off. Like the the day after wearing yeah. makeup, I can't get it fully off. Like it's he- like, like always it's here. under like my, my mascara eyes. doesn't come off mm-hmm. all the way. Uh, but but you know maybe it's just that we need to become more comfortable being on camera with less makeup. No, that's true. That's a huge. That's a huge good point. There's actually this like um, like a tinted under eye cream that was from Tatcha that got discontinued. That I like have been using like gold because it doesn't do the bad stuff to my under eyes the way like concealer does you know mm. it still feels like moisturized and stuff with it on and I don't know if you guys know any really good like tinted under eye creams please hit me up and let me know because I need a new one stat and then yeah. like a little tinted lip balm I don't know we'll be I like a I like a all over tinted moisturizer totally or and tinted I don't sunscreen really use, like an under eye thing mm-hmm. yeah the um the CeraVe tinted sunscreen is so good if you need a sun- tinted sunscreen or Kosas. the ColourPop hyaluronic acid tinted moisturizer is like my favorite tinted moisturizer and it's like $12 it's so worth it we were kind of talking about we started talking about like starting over a little bit but we also wanted to talk about starting over in other ways, because we haven't talked about this on Main yet, but Ellie went on a new date and didn't throw up, but it's still stressful. Didn't. It's like, it's stressful to be back at it again. And I feel like we, we were talking about this privately and then we were like, we should talk this on the podcast. Like when you start over in something, you kind of have these like feelings deep within you of the times that it's failed and like the reasons you have to start over like all of the Mm -hmm. reasons you're back here again and like the lingering I don't know it's not always that deep but I feel like no but it is it is it's the ghost of you know Christmas past like it's (laughs) it's everything that happened to you that leads you to a moment and I feel like it's so crystallized in a moment where you're like especially on a new date like Mm -hmm. the first time First time you like kiss somebody new Mm -hmm. and it's like been a while and maybe the last person that you kissed was somebody that you had feelings for and this is like a new person and you don't know and it's different and it's weird and there's a part of you that's like this isn't bad but I kind of want to cry like there's just a lot that goes on and I feel like we shouldn't be so nonchalant about first dates because it's not just a first date. I also think you should be able on first dates to talk about (laughs) what why you are on a first date you know Mm. like I feel like it's healthy to be like I was in a I was in a bad place I went through a breakup but I'm ready to like really start over now Um, yeah because I feel like sometimes you don't want to like freak them out or make them think that you're like not over your ex but I don't think there's anything wrong with being like yeah um, I was in a relationship and it didn't end well and it was really hard, but I'm doing better now and I'm now I'm trying again. I'm on a date. Yeah, because I think we all if we could all assume that that's probably why anyone would be on a first date. Like it's yeah. very rare. I don't even know if it would ever come to us where the person's like, I've never been on or had a bad relationship or a bad <laughs> situation. <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> I don't think though. I saw this TikTok that was like, you should always tell men on dates that you've always been treated like a princess in every oh, relationship I agree about you've this. ever had. Because like, I don't know, it's like they 
you're I don't know like they think that they can treat you badly if they know you've been treated badly before yeah I this was such a stupid book I I really hate even saying that I read this book. The stupid Dave Carnegie How to Win Friends and Influence People book I read forever ago when it was like a big... You read... Okay. I listened to it on audiobook. Not recently. Okay, but Slay Queen Girl Boss. I told you that it, it was going to be embarrassing and you make... <laughs> okay, but basically Sorry. this was like... Ugh, this was a big thing in it, which is maybe like where people started to get this from. But like, if you compliment someone and be like oh my god it's amazing how attentive you are they're more likely to become attentive or like if you compliment them and like oh my god you're so good at doing this in their head they'll be like oh I'm so good at doing this and they'll always remember to do that and so I think like in general the heart of it is to like focus on positive like reaffirmations and it like continues it more but yeah, with it's almost that, like manifesting something positive. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes, and I don't know if this is good. I feel like sometimes men can be like, "Oh, you were treated really badly. I wonder why that man didn't see your value. Maybe I also shouldn't." <laughs> well, you're right because the the amount of times that women will be like, "I had this really bad experience on this date," and then men in the comments will be like, yeah it's almost like if you say oh my god everyone's (laughs) always been obsessed with me they'll be like oh she must be very valuable i should also be that way you know what i mean and i'm not saying that's right but it seems to be a thing no for sure i told him on this date i was like i've never been on a bad first date i always have good first dates i just think i'm really charming (laughs) (laughs) which is true i am really charming did you okay so you said that you've never had a bad first date but you also confided about throwing up on all of your first dates okay and you know what i love i'm an enigma i love that (laughs) i contain multitudes i think you can be nervous on dates and still like have a good time you actually do have a lot of good first dates though I do. I actually always have good first dates. It's just they're always flops. It's always like the um, the pre date and then like the first bit of the date is really, really hard. But you generally come away being like, it was lovely. Always. Yeah. I like always have a good time on a first date because I just like I like dressing up. I like talking about myself. I like meeting someone new. Mm -hmm. I like flirting. I like kissing. I like having my stuff paid for. I think dates are awesome. I just it's truly so funny because it's not about dates like the throwing up is not about where I am or what I'm doing or who I'm with. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to throw up and I get scared that I'm going to throw up and I'm afraid that I'm going to be anxious and then I get anxious. It's the stupidest fucking thing. I have never had a date where someone talked about like having a bad ex or like recent dating history where I was like, oh, this puts me off of dating them. I feel like that's always useful information to like getting to know where they're at and like what they need and maybe what they're, I don't know. It's just important. I've never, I I always find it interesting. I never find it off-putting. And I like when men tell me, you know, I was in a serious relationship and it just, you know, it ended and I was really sad. I'm like, oh my God, he has feelings. Mm -hmm. And the bar is on the floor in many ways. But I do like hearing that like you had, like you committed 
and you had your heart broken like you were you tried and you put yourself out there and like I just think mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing and that's the point of dating isn't it and maybe this is wrong but I feel like if someone doesn't want to talk about their ex it's either because there's a shady Ooh. situation going on like they're maybe mm-hmm. still a little involved or they're still hurt over it too much but there's certainly a line yeah <laughs> oh, oh if you talk about your ex too much then I'm like like let's move okay, on go fuck her then <laughs> or too negatively like oh and then i'm like what did you do to her <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i wanted oh okay so i wanted to talk about <laughs> last week we talked about miss ariana grande <laughs> girl i don't know i don't know i don't know you're saying okay, no, correct no, no. the record i don't know no, no, no. I, I do not know okay okay the what i would like to correct the record about is that we mentioned that she had had so many previous relationships in which she broke up relationships. After that, I did more digging, found out that that was not the case. Okay. In the previous relationships. Correct. We still, we could never say what's going on in the current one. Um, None of this has been confirmed, really. We have no idea if she's really with that man. But I can say for certain. I feel like it's been pretty confirmed. (laughs) It's so funny because every single but like you do you queen. Every single like four hours, there'll be a new TMZ article with new quotes, and I'm like, the only place we've heard about this is from Pop Base, TMZ, and Pop Crave. This has not been confirmed from anyone else yet. We're hearing so much about it, uh, so much. There's a new tweet every day. It's like, when, it's like, when, do you remember when? They were saying that Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet were dating and there was a new tweet about it every single day. I And it was like, stop trying to make Kylie Jenner happen. You know, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but, but apparently they are together. Did you see that now um, Travis Scott wrote lines dissing his Willy Wonka stuff in a song? <laughs> okay. That's too far for me today. I think we have to sign off now. <laughs> and then I think Bad Bunny also did that with, yeah, with Kendall and her ex, the basketball player, one of them that she dated. They would like write little song lyrics about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, did you see Kim's shirt, Kendall's top five or something like that? And it was all the guys she's dated, no. like basketball players she dated on a shirt. Kim is funny. Kim is funny. Kim is funny. And justice for Kim, you know? <laughs> You can say whatever about Kim, but she is very funny. I think she is. You said that everyone seems to be having a really hard time this week. I feel like I've been seeing tweets we're like not. that as well. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Which is <laughs> odd. Fucking wood. Because normally we're a bit of a mess, but I, I feel like everyone in my life is on the verge or having or over the edge of um, a mental breakdown or mm-hmm. physical pain. Like everybody's like really kind of suffering. And Facing I'm like, the what troubles. is. <laughs> yeah everyone's going through the troubles you know the horrors are endless um but yet we persist and i don't know well you know what it might be when i had my well to start my mom has always had back problems she's always had a lot of back pain but when i had my spinal surgery that whole week we were in the hospital she was like my back hasn't hurt this whole week and i think like sometimes when someone you love is suffering you kind of you kind of have to be the one and you your body like it tells itself it's like okay we got to step up we got to be a full person we got to be the rock to lean on or you know maybe it's a little bit of that yeah well it's sort of like how I would never ever ask for like a different dish at a restaurant or something but if my friend doesn't like their dish 
then I could be like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> um, it's like the anxiety override. Well, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like we're doing really well, but everyone in our lives is not. <laughs> and I just wondered. How- oh, yeah. I was just going to say, if you out there are struggling, then you're not alone. It sounds like it's in the air right now. Mercury is in retrograde. It's always in retrograde. What the fuck? Why? I feel like Mercury is it's always in, in retrograde. retrograde. I thought that was like a rare thing. The first time I heard about Mercury, Mercury being in retrograde, I thought it was a rare occasion. But it's many times a year. It happens somewhat often. And usually it's when you're feeling funky. But I will say every time Mercury is in retrograde, that's when we have some kind of, I mean, again, fucking knock on wood. We always have some crazy technology thing that happens. Oh, God. Um, Like clockwork. Like that's every time something breaks or the recording doesn't work or, you know, something happens. So, you know, let's pray. We've been on a good streak, you guys. We've been consistent. We've been we've been good girls. Oh, it's also like when a mom picks up a car from adrenaline. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like all of our children are suffering and we're like picking the car up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, my brother's in town. He's visiting. My sister-in-law's here. Um, I think she's like cute. Got less than two months until she gives birth to my first niece, which I'm so excited about. What? I know. That is so exciting. Going to like a baby shower in Colorado in a couple weeks. Um, so it's kind of like a whole new thing. It's weird being like, oh my god, by Christmas there's gonna be a baby girl. So that's fun. I'm going to Catalina Island. Where my great-grandmother had her honeymoon. Yeah, I honestly, you sent that, and then I, like, told my family, and then I was like, hold on, she might be lying. Sometimes she lies about random things. <laughs> and then I double-checked. <laughs> no, no, that is true. My mom told me that. My grandma Vicky. Was it expensive, or was that, like, I don't know. I have no idea. She lived in California, I Oh, think, okay, okay. At that time. She got married out there, so. Yeah, if you guys live in California, Catalina Island is very fun. It's literally just, like, an hour boat ride off the coast. It looks like Italy. It's shocked. The first time I went, I was shocked. I was so shocked. But, you know. And my last update is I am taking some archaeology classes online. And I just want (laughs) to promo um, the website edX. They have like a bunch of free courses where you could look up whatever you're interested in. And then if you wanted to get a certificate in it, like something you could show to potentially get class credit or like... For whatever, Ooh. it costs sometimes like a hundred to three hundred dollars for it to be like certified. It's very reasonable. I know. So I was just thinking, like, I have an interest in this. Um, I might as well try a few online classes and then see if it's something I want to pursue more. But even if I don't pursue it, like, there's no harm, no foul. There's nothing better than learning. No, I agree. We love. Yeah. We love. We love to learn. I feel like that was a We're big... We're so into learning. That was a big thing that helped me when I was in my empty brain, empty heart, numb vibe place. I was mm. like, oh, I just might miss learning a lot. Mm. Yeah, you take learning for granted when you're like in high school and college because it's just what you've always done. Uh, and then you graduate and you're like, fuck, <laughs> I haven't learned a new thing in <laughs> five years. Uh, <laughs> anyway, shout out Babbel also. Oh my God, yeah. We love Babbel. You know? We love Babbel. We that's have- not, spon- well, they do sponsor us, but that's not a sponsored <laughs> part. Yeah, we love our sponsors. We really do. 
I was listening to a different podcast that I love last week and um, they had, uh, it was one of our sponsors, I think it was BetterHelp, but they were reading the ad for it and it was like the exact ad read that we got this week. And I was just giggling because I was like, oh, they didn't mix it up and say it in their own words at all. I know what you sound like when you're when you're being a little bit silly now because (laughs) you're saying it so emphatically. But I know you didn't write that. (laughs) I know. I actually love that. Like whenever I watch a YouTube video or something and they're doing one of the sponsors that I've had before. Yeah. I'm like, I've seen that copy before. (laughs) I know exactly what you looked at for that. Um, did you did you tell your um, <clears throat> did you tell your brother and sister in law that I had a good date? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did did they have anything to report? Yeah, this I they said it also heard that it went really well. Cool. <laughs> you guys, it's so funny. I it's so weird that Ellie's going out. Well, not going out with, but has been on I went a out. date. With one of my brother's groomsmen for his wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So funny. How did we end up here? I told you he thought we were laughing at him when we were laughing at you. (laughs) Oh, oh, my God. That's that's so horrible. (laughs) He was like, I wanted to actually kill myself. I thought you guys were laughing at me. (laughs) Wait, did he not realize that until like recently when you told him? Yeah, oh, I was no, we were. I was, I was snorting, laughing because the comic timing of. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know you. I was the groomsman in your brother's wedding. <laughs> oh my god, I feel so bad. He thought we were laughing at him. We would no, never. We're yeah, nice. Don't worry. We're nice girls. No, we're nice girls. Yeah, I cleared it up. So should we pull over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's pull over. We haven't been doing these for a bit because they take a little bit more thinksing but we're gonna do and sometimes we don't have thoughts <laughs> we're gonna do a cute little rear view mirror you guys and if you've forgotten or if you're new the rear view mirror is like you know you're in your car you're you're looking back and you, objects may seem mm. smaller than they appear hmm whoa right true <laughs> objects and mirror are yeah wait that's the side ones or is it also the top one um, I was thinking of the side ones, but they might be in the top two. It's hard to say. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with cars, ironically. Yeah, which one is the rear view mirror? This is the middle one. Oh, see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, now I've got backup cameras, so it's like I never really use it. <laughs> oh, congratulations to you for that. I learned how to drive with a backup camera, and but then my first car didn't have one. I've never had. So I became pretty good mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i just have to guess <laughs> and what a good guess you make anyways <laughs> what is our little rear view mirror today well you know i was thinking about i've been thinking about this a lot before bed because sometimes i lay awake at night <laughs> somewhat tormented by <laughs> the past the horrors <laughs> the horrors you know i'll lay awake at night and i'm trying to fall asleep and then my brain will be like do you remember mm. in third grade when you were chewing gum that your teacher gave everyone but didn't tell you guys it was time to eat the gum yet and she called you greedy in front of the entire oh. class? <laughs> did that happen? Yeah, she's that a did bitch. Happen. I'm going to find was a bitch. her. Rip what the Mrs. fuck? Mrs. Freedy, I, I hope you suffered in death, but yeah, she was a bitch. Um, 
I've heard her children are very nice, but you know. Wait, she's, she's dead? Sucked, but Oh, she's dead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like 60 when she was my third grade teacher. Like, she's dead. Anyways. Yes, that did really happen. Um, and a lot of times I just like, I'm, you know, I'm 27 years old and this was nearly 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. I still like cringe out of my skin when I think about it. I'm so embarrassed that I ate the gum or something. Like I'm so like embarrassed. And, and like there's this idea, obviously you can't change the past. You can't change what actually happened. But I do think you can change the way you see what happened and like think the way you think about what happened. Because like mm-hmm. in retrospect, like I was a little baby. I was like nine years old. Like I was like super baby coded. And like that little girl who experience that does not need an adult woman looking peering into that memory and going that's embarrassing you fucked up like mm-hmm. that child needs someone to come into that memory and give him a hug and yeah. be like, it's okay your teacher was being a fucking cunt like mm-hmm. it, you know like you you need to almost like reframe your memories because otherwise like they will torment you and like even more recent memories I I'm like oh this embarrassing thing I did in college or this thing that I got in trouble for in college or people were really mean to me about in college it's easy for me to be like well they were right they were probably right to do that and like why did I do that and I shouldn't have done that and it's a lot harder to go into the memory and say it's okay that you did that like I forgive you and like it still didn't justify the way you were treated you know yeah and like I would also say even if you did something actually wrong that keeps you up at night like even if it was something that was bad like give yourself the grace like think of where you were at the time think of how much you didn't know and the fact that you've changed and the fact that everyone probably has stuff like that and I think a lot of the time the reasons that we have anxiety today or like social insecurity or whatever is because of those past things because we haven't given that little girl a hug about the way that that went and so like we just can't get past it because we're still being judged by ourselves for it like We've talked about this before, but so I think we talked about this on Patreon, but like so much is like so many of your memories when you're like a child or teenager or even like early young adulthood, Mm -hmm. like that creates a foundation of truths in your mind that actually might not be true. Yeah. You know, you experience something, you think that's the way that it is. And you don't have the perspective at the time to know that it's not how it's always supposed to be or that's not the truth of what happened or that's not Mm -hmm. the truth of the situation. And then you grow up and you have all these like wounds that you don't even know you have because you just assume that's how life is. Right. We talked about it um, when we talked about the gifted kid situation Mm -hmm. and just for what led into that, we were talking about how like feeling like we were bad at math one time when we were eight years old (laughs) made us just never try at math, always think we were bad at math. And I think, you know, that conversation can go into so many different things. Like even Ellie throwing up before a date, like she's just doing it because (laughs) she has in the past. And like now that's something that continues to stress her out. Like we really, if we don't forgive ourselves or like give ourselves grace who else is going to and then we're just going to keep existing in that cycle yeah and like I think about situations that I've experienced where it's really hard for me to move on from them because of how badly I was hurt Mm -hmm. or how bad the situation was or whatever it might have been and like people are like the only way to like move past things is like forgive and forget it's like you know what 
you don't actually have to forgive any of the people who put you in those situations or reacted a certain type of way or hurt you. Yeah, you still but don't. But you can forgive yourself. Like, you really can. Like, you can say it's okay that you believed that person when they said that they had good intentions. It's okay mm-hmm. that you, like, fucked up. It's okay that you trusted the wrong person. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. You were a little bit reckless and a little bit stupid. Like, it's okay. Like, you can forgive yourself. You do not have to forgive the way that other people reacted yeah. or treated you. I mean, when you make a big mistake, you generally immediately afterwards regret it. And that regret mm-hmm. is what makes you never do something like that again. So in the long run, like that is just what growing up is and that's how you learn. So you just like need to remind yourself that's why I've gained this ability to not do that to people because I did it that one time. That wasn't like who I am. That was a stupid mistake on the path to becoming myself. And like you just have to stop punishing yourself. Like yeah. I I still get this way where like I get scared that <sighs> I don't know if this is going to make sense, but sometimes I feel like if I let myself off the hook, if I forgive myself for my part Mm. in things that have occurred, then that means that I am actually letting, I'm just letting myself be a bad person and that I'm not being penitent enough. And, you know, I'm, I'm somehow evil because I'm moving on from something that happened when like it wasn't. Um, like for example, okay, like for example, uh, many of you know this, but like I had these situations in college where every time except for one, I didn't know that the person was in a relationship, but yes, I like kissed men who were in relationships. And I really mean kissed. There was nothing more than that, but regardless. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know for most of them, but in in the one case that I do know, that I did know, I think about that and I want to let myself off the hook because I understand where I was in that moment, what I believed about myself, what I believed about that person, our relationship, what I, you know, why it happened, I understand. And I want to say, like, it's okay. Like, you've messed up and I forgive you. But I get scared that if I do that, then I don't know, someone's going to, like, audit my thoughts and be like, see, she's a bitch and she doesn't care. Like, I do care that I did that. But, like, I can't keep carrying that with me. It was 10 years ago. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing to have put into words because that is such a relatable experience where you're like, okay, but if I forgive myself, that must mean I don't really think it was bad that I did that. Like, that means yeah. that I'm allowing myself to be that kind of person again. I'm telling myself it's okay yes. to continue to be that way. When it's like, obviously, you would never feel that way forgiving someone else. You would never be like, okay, they made no. this mistake. They're obviously so sorry. Like, I can see it in their eyes that they're so po- sorry. They regret it. I'm obviously going to forgive them and never expect it to happen again. You don't think like, oh, if I forgive them, they're going to do it again. You're not like giving them the chance. Mm -hmm. And I don't think like you need to be groveling on your knees. And, you know, what God, what is it that they used to do in in, like some really orthodox churches where the monks would like self-flagellate, like they would like whip themselves to like repent for sins? Yeah, they did that in um, Greece too, ancient Greece. Yeah. And in like the Vatican. And in Mesopotamia. They did that a lot, like the self-harm. Anyways, you don't need to self-flagellate for your whole life over something that you did wrong because like, who's that serving? That's not helping anyone. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, like in my situation that I was just talking about in that specific situation, both of those people that were affected by that situation 
are married to other people, have beautiful lives, beautiful children. They're fine. Like, I didn't fuck up their lives forever. Like, I, and it, you know, they're fine. And the repenting Mm -hmm. can just be never doing it again. Like, the repenting doesn't need to be hating yourself. It can just be like, okay, I will not do that again. I've I've learned my lesson. Lesson learned. And I, you know what? I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Wow, that's beautiful. I'm glad you brought that up. So that's our, yeah, that's our rearview mirror. It's just like, go back in time mm-hmm. and forgive yourself and give that little little person a hug because, fuck, they probably really need a hug or need someone to believe in them or believe that they're a good person mm-hmm. in those moments because maybe nobody did because, you know, yeah. that was my experience for sure. Yeah, it's just the human experience. Like, there's no way you were going to escape anything like that ever occurring. No, you you do. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. Oh, it's so hard. And, you know, I've said this before as well, but like I would love I don't know if we've talked about this, Mm -hmm. but I always sort of hated that like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like, you you know, when all these bad things happen to you, it made you it made you strong because sometimes I get butthurt about that. I'm like, well, I didn't want to be strong and ask to be strong. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I maybe I just wanted to be gentle and soft and I didn't really get that option. But the truth is you you do have that option retroactively. Yeah. Even if something did harden you and scare you and made you put walls up because of something that happened in the past, you always have the opportunity to go back in your own mind and Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. <laughs> I think it can make you stronger and it can make you softer. I think like those. But I, yeah, yeah. That's not saying like. They're not opposites. They're not opposites. I don't think saying like, ooh, the most traumatic things that ever happened to me. Thank goodness, because I'm really such <laughs> a dynamic. God, I'm such a dynamic, incredible human being now. But, you know. Well, true, but <laughs> I probably could have still been a pretty dynamic human being without the trauma. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the trauma did not make me who I am. My ability to still become a good person yeah. despite the trauma that made me the who way I you am. handled it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, should okay, we? Beautiful. Should we answer some questions? Let's answer some questions. Late night drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and you know your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where 
there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LND. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com Ellie. That's storyworth.com Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Um, we've had, we've kept hanging on to questions from Ellie's story a couple weeks ago because it was another situation where so many good questions, so many lovely questions. And not enough time. <laughs> and going back to what we were talking about earlier with like the audience changing with us, whenever we post these stories, I don't get questions about like college life very often anymore either. So <laughs> no, I definitely don't. I do get a lot of questions about situationships and I'm like, girl, dump him. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only advice you need to hear <laughs> oh my god life's eternal but that'll never be solved that that'll just never it won't and i say that like i i have not also at the at my big age still been a part of situationships mm. but this one this one was a hard hitter this one you really you went all out with um reconciling how we change as we grow up and not being sure who you are if you're not who you used to be Jesus Christ, what chatter? Oh, sorry, this isn't Twitch. Um, <laughs> listener, <laughs> what are you going through? <laughs> I mean, we did talk about this again, I think on a Patreon episode a little bit, like just with, um, you know, how we grew up loving musical theater, always thinking we were going to do musical theater and how much of a world crushing ending experience it was to be like, okay, I don't know if I can actually do this. Like, I think I have to change everything I ever thought that I would be and do something else and like join the marketing class. <laughs> join a sorority and like just not ever mention that I did theater ever again. Well, I had to like change Wasn't majors in college. <laughs> like I went to college for musical theater, 
Mm. Like my major was musical theater. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like one of three people that year in my major in my class. And I remember like being in the class and thinking, I'm not even the best out of these people. And it's going to be mm. so hard. Like, what are the odds? Like, I just, I had a really very realistic moment. And it wasn't like being down on myself. And it wasn't exaggerating. It was just like understanding, oh, this isn't what I'm cut out for. But it killed me. Yeah, I had the same moment during college auditions. I was like, yeah. oh, all, every girl here is kicking their face and like belting mm-hmm. a, a high C. Yeah. And I'm like slay but like I just don't think that will ever be me yeah yeah it's hard because I mean you just really pick something and I think we're kind of taught to do this like pick something Mm -hmm. that we're going to become the best at and maybe we are in our town and like maybe we're the best writer in our town or maybe like we're the most I don't know good at math (laughs) or maybe like we won soccer player yeah whatever it might be And maybe you weren't the best at something, but like it was still your thing and you get to college or just the next phase of it and it gets harder. Like my mom wanted to be a meteorologist and then she couldn't pass the one (laughs) physics class that like was like me. (laughs) Yeah. Even though like it was still what she loved and that wasn't like all of it. It's very heartbreaking. Of course it is. But at the end of the day, you know, you're never going to stay exactly the same. And no. if you do, that's not good. Like you have to change. Mm-hmm. To to grow is to change and to change is to be a person. And like it's sort of like the um, it is an interesting thought experiment. The um, Theseus's ship thing, you know, where it's like if you replace every piece of the what is it still Theseus's ship. By the way, Twitter is doing the same thing. If you replace every piece <laughs> of Twitter with X, is it still Twitter? <laughs> Who's to say? Um, But yeah, it's like sometimes you feel like you've lost, you lose parts of yourself when you change. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. You don't really lose those parts of yourself. They just sort of go into... They reorganize. Folders. Yeah. (laughs) They just sort of like go into little drawers. And like you always have access to those parts of your personality. And like you do. It just sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to dig through your files, you know, because uh, with the like, with the way that life goes, sometimes you just like get on this this path and then you're like where the fuck did I get how did I get here yeah you're like and on a like speed you don't train. realize mm-hmm. and you're like shit I was supposed to get on the other train but it's okay there's always time to change trains that was a, a three different metaphors in one but <laughs> yeah I mean your identity is just so much more than you have seen yourself as like there's just yeah. so much more that makes you you I think and that's very hard especially as like a teenager or even through like the age that we are <laughs> Yeah. But I also think you just sometimes don't know who you are. Like, and that's okay. Like, you'll never have as clear of a picture of who you are as like other people that can see things in you, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you can only know yourself as, you know, as well as you know, yourself, like, you can't really, I don't know, I just wouldn't be so stressed out that you're like, not who you used to be. Because like, I definitely went through a few years where I was like, what happened? (laughs) <laughs> to me I used to be so joyful and I used to be so shiny and I'm broken Ooh. I'm broken now and I'm sad I just had an unfortunate voice change but I'm fine um was, I'm, now I'm like broken and my eyes are dull and I'm not shiny and happy anymore and the truth is like that happiness and that like optimism and that like bubbliness like it was there I just had to sort of excavate it mm-hmm. um tap into know? it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, identity is just hard like <laughs> 
<laughs> Being a person is so hard. <laughs> We're probably going to completely change. Like, if you asked me to make a list of all of the people who are closest to me and that, I, that care about me the most and all of the things that I'm the most into right now and all of the things that I think I'm best at and then, like, I can't ever look at it again and then I have to start over the next year and then looked at it all together, they would all be so different and that's okay. Like, the important stuff will thing. follow through, but... Yeah, we're changing people. Growth is a beautiful thing. So don't be afraid to grow. <laughs> yeah. This one is so different, but I thought we should include it because maybe y'all care. Do I get Botox? Can you share a bit about your experience? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get Botox. I get baby Botox just in my forehead. Samesies. I do the exact same thing. I, I thought this was funny because I was just talking to my mom about this and she's like convinced that Botox can give people those really blown up like faces with like all the really bad plastic surgery results and I was like mom Botox is so much less of a thing than what you're imagining it really doesn't change that much well I do feel like when Botox first came out it was a little more intense and aggressive Mm. but like they've figured out the dosing a little bit more in the last 20 years I also feel like people are often thinking about filler instead of Botox when they're like thinking of it gone wrong. Yeah. And I also think they're probably thinking about like much older people who like have gotten so much that their faces don't move, you know, Mm -hmm. which is like fine, like Slay Queen, whatever you want to do. But that's like not what I I prefer that my face moves. Yeah. So I do get Botox, but I, I don't really get it. in I get it in between my eyebrows because I tend to make this face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am I was already growing a wrinkle there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm 27. I don't want to deal with this. Um, and then a couple at the top of my forehead. But that's that's really it. Like, yeah, if you want to get it, I, I mean, whatever. Who cares? It's I've- not it's not a big deal. I would just say like start with less than they recommend. Start with like, I, I <laughs> yeah. usually will be like, what is the normal amount? And then can I have half of that in my forehead or like yeah. wherever? And then you can always work up if you want to. But I think if you just are stressed about looking like intense. Frozen. Yeah. That's yeah. All. I think I get literally like 12 units. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I really don't get very many. Uh, and I think like the idea is that if you never make the faces that cause the wrinkle, then you'll never get the wrinkle and then you won't need to get like fillers for the wrinkle or whatever. And like, yeah, whatever. Don't be scared of aging. Like, nah, that's totally true. Whatever. I'm a feminist. But <laughs> also, I don't want to have a wrinkle in between my eyebrows. Yeah. Let's be clear. Lumpy. Getting Botox isn't feminine. Or, sorry, wait, let's be clear. Feminist. <laughs> Getting Botox isn't feminist. Like, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. Like, it's okay. It doesn't mean do, you're like, not allowed you're, to you're do allowed it. You're allowed to do it. You're like, <laughs> do what makes you yeah, happy. Like, we don't care. Uh, yeah, do, queen, we don't care. <laughs> um, I think that we could go to Tarot Card of the Week. Oh, wow. That was speedy. <sighs> All right. Well, Tarot Card of the Week. Well, since everybody seem, everybody seems to be... <laughs> having a hard time um so i wonder what our our friendly neighborhood tarot cards will say about that my brother's just talking in the next room hopefully my mic is shut up up (laughs) (laughs) oh wow can you believe that your brother and me are gonna be like such good friends when i marry his friend (laughs) (laughs) we're all gonna hang out we're gonna hang out so much (laughs) meet in denver colorado all the time it's a good middle place it actually it is. We should all move to Colorado. What do the late night drive listeners need to know? 
for this coming week? What's something we need to feel about our intuition? Or like, what's something we should be on the lookout for? Or, you know, really whatever you feel like sharing. Universe, <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> I'm open to suggestion. Feel comfortable. Just say okay. whatever. Just, you know, just say what you feel is right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> the card that I've pulled. Ooh, that's really weird. Um, I pulled the five of swords and also like... Before that, the card that was stuck together was the Five of Wands. So something is happening in five somethings. It could be weeks. It could be months. Uh-oh. But five is certainly sort of here with what we're... Okay. Five, five, five is talking to us. Okay. So <laughs> the Five of Swords upright... It's about standing up for yourself. I like that. Ooh. Seems like there might come a moment in the next five days, weeks, months. Hard to say. That you might need to stand up for yourself. That's what this card is giving us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to be peaceful. It's not going to be a surrender. It's going to be you fighting for yourself. And I think we can gear up for that. You know, we can start mm-hmm. putting our reps in. Yeah, uh, We can start <laughs> working on that confidence and that ability to speak up and reinforce our boundaries. But, you know, um, be, be ready for a fight because I think it's going to happen. But you got to stand <laughs> up for yourself. Get ready, you guys. There's going to be a battle. Maybe even standing up for your younger self. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, maybe you need to get in there and kick some brain ass. Yeah. You know? Like maybe that's the overcomings. It's like having to really struggle to... <laughs> overcoming. <laughs> yeah. Kick some brain ass. Well, okay. Should we well, say thank okay. you so much to our birthday pigs? All five of them. We've gotten a name change request from Flower Turtle. They're now Flower Pig. <laughs> well, that's a lot easier. To make it easier for us. Calling, we literally keep calling our birthday pigs Flower Turtles. <laughs> so, Flower Pig, Katie, Maya, Isla, and Nathan. Thank you so much. Woo-hoo! We love you, birthday pig. We love you. You guys are our our favorites i'm kidding um we love you so much you guys i hope you have the best week if you are struggling in this mercury retrograde period i hope that you get through it if you like us are feeling surprisingly and shockingly good i hope that continues i love you guys so 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 much as always have a good day have a good night wherever you are whatever you're doing we hope it's a great one we will catch you on our very next drive thank you for coming to late night drive we hope you enjoy the drive it was kind of like r&b vibes i liked that thank you so much late night drive with ellie and michaela is brought to you by better help Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.